You are listening to the Startup Playground. Show where I invite entrepreneurs, startup founders, and game changers to talk about their success stories, learn from their mistakes, and hear about their interesting experiences. Hello, sweet listener. It's another day, another beautiful time for another podcast episode. And today we have founder at Volunteer Abroad, Eva Duffy, in the sweet seat to tell us about her, her experience within the startup environment. As always, I'm your host, Elvis, and this is the Sweet Hour brought to you by Sweet Cat Media. Uh, Volunteer Abroad slogan is work for passion, and their vision is to empower people to work for passion. However, let's hear more from Eva Duffy herself. Hi, Eva. Hi, Elvis. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. You know, it's a beautiful weather outside, and it's yes. a beautiful time for a beautiful podcast. Yes. <laughs> Could you tell me how is being an entrepreneur in this fast-paced world? Um, so it's very exciting, first of all. And I also feel like uh, we're in Denmark, Copenhagen, and we're getting uh, quite a good... Um, it's quite a good time for being an entrepreneur. Uh, there's a lot of focus on the startup world uh, from the politicians. Um, and from various funds um, who uh, focus on this. So, yeah, I think this is actually the perfect time to be an entrepreneur. Uh, yes, I also have read online that, you know, Denmark is number one ecosystem for startups. Is that true? Um, can you say that again? Uh, can I you explain? Uh, the, the reason why I'm telling you is that I have read online that Denmark and Copenhagen in generally is uh, the best place for startups to grow mm. because, you know, it's uh, the ecosystem is really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe that. You do believe that. That's cool. <laughs> um, I wanted to let you know that, Eva, you are the first female guest on this podcast. So I would like to applaud for this. <laughs> and uh, could you tell me more about yourself? Um, yeah, uh, I'm 25 and I am a student. I study a Bachelor in Innovation and Entrepreneurship, another point in which you can see that the country is supporting startups. Um, I, uh, I've been living here my whole life, but I value traveling, so I've done that a lot and continue to do that, which is also why I implemented that into my work, so that I can do that and I'm not bound by an office. Okay, that's nice. I guess we all like to travel sometimes, right? Yes, absolutely, and people should do that more. What's your, what's your favorite place to be? So I haven't been everywhere in the world, obviously, uh, but from where I've been, uh, I really, really like Cambodia. I think that it's um, it's not up there with Thailand yet, uh, so there's still some. Um, uh, it's still very chill in some ways, and you can truly see the Khmer culture. Uh, obviously, as a tourist, you kind of change that <laughs> into being exactly like Thailand in the f in a few years. 
Uh, but for now, I enjoy it and try to learn the culture every time I'm there. That's great. And I've never been myself in Cambodia. Yeah, you should. I usually go around Europe, you know, the furthest I have been is Greece, Turkey, somewhere there. Never been in Asia, never <laughs> been in Africa, never yeah. been in America. So, you know, I'm yeah, okay, based in Europe and traveling around Europe. Okay. And why is that, Elvis? Um, I don't know, you know, I'm usually, I'm, I'm kind of, when, when it comes to traveling, I'm not really like so full on to travel, you know, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm a Taurus by horoscope and, you know, the people usually, they kind of base at home and they really feel comfortable at home and they don't want to go out there, you know, comfort zone. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Cool. Uh, what uh, what are your personal life goals, Eva? Um, so yeah, personal life goals. Um, I want to be able to make a life for myself where I can, uh, of course, survive financially, um, but also do what I love to do uh, all the time. I think it's very important to plan your life so that you're sure, uh, as, as sure as you can be, that is something you're gonna enjoy. And now we can live for a very, very long time. So jumping into a career because you get great, good money for it is definitely not something that I would pursue uh, only based on that. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working on right now is creating something that will make me happy for a very long time. And then once I'm kind of done with that, then I will be able to do something new that I enjoy. Okay, and uh, is the passion the reason why you became entrepreneur? The um, passion for traveling? Um, the reason why I became an entrepreneur was because of the passion to decide how you're going to live your life. Uh, and I think that creating your own business is surely doing that. Um, I get that some people are very comfortable in a company where you have a boss, the same as we also have um, a staff here. Uh, but for me, I want to be able to choose from the top what is what's happening, if that makes sense. Uh, so the, it's the, my passion is, as our slogan, work for passion, work for something that you, you love to do. And you love to travel. And I love to travel, yes. And I want to, the reason why I chose this business to start and not only a business uh, uh, on its own is um, because I want to uh, have more people travel. I think that sometimes we're very uh, bound to, as you said, your, your, your home place. Uh, and you learn a lot from traveling from different cultures. Uh, you also learn how people are very similar um, that we're actually, and here it comes, citizens of the world instead of citizens of your country. Um, so I want people to travel more and also myself. You grow wiser every time. And then you can, if you want to come back and start something in your country, uh, whatever it is, uh, I assure you that you will have, you will be stronger in doing that. And you'll have more, a uh, big, bigger uh, view on the world and how things work. Are you born in Denmark? Yes, I'm born in Denmark. If you had a chance to live anywhere else in the world, which place would it be? Um, so there's definitely some other countries that I would like to live in, uh, but I'm very happy that I was born in Denmark. I think it's one of the most, uh, like one of the best countries uh, on very diff uh, uh, different levels. Yeah, uh, if I was gonna live somewhere else now, I I thought for a while about moving to Napoli, 
uh, or Naples, as it's called, in Italy, because uh, I was there on vacation, and I felt uh, really comfortable there. Um, and I like Italian food, and it's nice nature with the Capri Island. Um, so for a couple of months, I would like to, or a year, live there. And then I also lived in Cambodia for four months in the jungle, which is much different. And I really like to be close to nature there as well. So I'm probably going to be switching a lot through my life. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm originally, I'm not from Denmark, but I'm living seven and a half years here. And I mean, basically, I love this country. Yeah. The re only reason, the only thing basically I don't like about this is the weather. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> the weather in this country is unpredictable. Yes, you don't know what to expect when you want to go out of the house. Absolutely not. Let's continue. Yes. <laughs> in what industry does your business operate? So we are in recruitment because we recruit volunteers to go abroad, um, but also kind of the industry of volunteerism, obviously. Okay, so it's volunteerism. It's it's volunteerism recruitment of in volunteerism. Yeah. Okay. And the services you offer is? Uh, we offer the service of you being able to go abroad as a volunteer. So we match the volunteers with organizations uh, worldwide. Right now we just have Southeast Asia on the map and then later it will be South Africa probably. Um, that's the service, that that's our main service that we provide. Uh, we're right now working also on providing the service for green companies to uh, post jobs on our web website for volunteers so that the green companies uh, get all the help they need um, and especially startups they can benefit greatly from volunteers yeah. what what are green companies if i may know um green companies are just the normal companies who focus on sustainability so that they implement sustainability into their uh, practices all the way through the dna and the value chain yeah so it's like a welfare companies um would you say that or i mean so so companies that are sus that are sustainable uh, and, and and run sustainable operations can be working in various ways you know it can be uh, many different depends on what kind of goal within the un uh, world goals are you uh, like following or um adding to yeah but I think welfare, I mean, you can you can say that, but I think if you say welfare, people think of non-profit organizations, which is different from a for-profit company, yeah. Okay. And in what uh, stage are currently your startup? Uh, so we're really, really new. Um, we have been registered uh, in a way uh, <laughs> for a year but we were struggling with finding out exactly the structure of the company and um, because we actually started out as an uh, NGO uh, called Volunteer Abroad um, and and the reason why we did that was because we so I should have said that before but we we only recruit volunteers to organizations that have been validated meaning that there's been um They've been measured on some factors, uh, um, on their local involvement, for example, their financial statements, does it align with what they pay in tax, uh, corruption, all of these things, right? And, um, and, and so in the beginning, we started with being an organization that validated other NGOs, but also recruited volunteers to them. And as an NGO, that's the purpose is not very clear if you do those two things. So we decided to split it up and then have validation only in the NGO and then the recruitment uh, in a company. So um, 
that way it's easier and it's also yeah the, it's easier to see what the purpose is uh, so now we are a company and an ngo and the company has just recently been registered and so obviously as you can hear this uh, conf- kind of confusing explanation also called for some rebranding and so that's what we're doing right now um but for to say the stage uh we are very soon launching a new website, which is uh, much more focusing on transparency than our current website. Uh, as soon as that is up and running, then we're ready to recruit. We have the marketing strategy um, as well. Uh, as we have all the sort of the back work for it to, to work. So, so soon we might not be, in, we are not going to be in like this early stage, you know. Yeah. So you are like in growth market? go-to-market stage or are you already in a market because it's kind of you know confusing yeah um i mean we are already in the market but definitely when we have this website up and running and we start recruiting volunteers then we're definitely in the market you know then as soon as uh, then we our competitors is, are gonna notice us yeah okay and uh i don't know a lot of what competitors do you have? Because I haven't researched really much this, yeah. but what is unique about your business and how do you differentiate from your competitors? Yeah, so this is um, like the, the the way we differentiate ourselves is that we um, we only recruit volunteers to organizations that have been validated. So the validation is the differentiation. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm very sure that our competitors also have some kind of validation that they don't just recruit volunteers to whoever is asking for it. Um, but we are going to promote ourselves on this validation. We want volunteers to know that when they come through us, they can be sure that uh, the places that they're going to go to vo- to volunteer uh, are checked out and that they, uh, there's a minimum chance of them, them wasting their money uh, and time which uh, is something that we know is a problem uh, for volunteers to find out who can I actually trust. So you're kind of creating the trust in volunteers. Yes, yes. So, so um, yeah, the, the volunteer brought the company, we're talking about that right now, and not the NGO that we have, uh, will be a platform for volunteers to s- know, okay, all of these organizations have, have been validated, so I, I, I don't need to look further, you know, through this jungle. I mean, if you type volunteer uh, jobs abroad or something on the internet, there's millions, uh, even in Denmark also, uh, because of uh, Kilroy, for example. Um, and uh, I, I know that some people are, that the people that really care about the research and finding out uh, if this place is good and uh, are goal-orientated, uh, sometimes don't end up not going because they can't really find a definite answer for it. Anybody can write on the website that you're an NGO and sometimes they're not even licensed. So this is what we, we really care about, looking into the transparency and also uh, working on the sustainable development goals because NGOs, um, as again, they're for purpose and not for profit. And so uh, surely they're following some of the uh, sustainable de- development goals and we want to m- uh, them to, make to be sure of which one it is. And we also are going to help them with figuring that out so that we are actively supporting uh, the UN goal and our ones is number 17. Okay. Um, on your homepage, this was written, because today I was reading about it, and this was, there was a written thing such as uh, that... Um, uh, let me understand, where was it? 
uh, that um, volunteer abroad gives you opportunity to realize your own strengths, finding your passion by working for mm. other reasons than the money. Yes. Can you elaborate on it? Yes, this is uh, our philosophy in a way. And it's also what we mean about empowering people to work for passion. Is that um, um, if you volunteer, then you're obviously not working for money. You're working for something else. And but but surely you're still working, like you're doing physical work or on the computer, you know. Um, yeah, and uh, and this uh, can kind of be a psychological thing for people who are not used to, like people who haven't worked for free forever, you know. Um, that you you find out that you're actually just doing this because you want to, and uh, you're working hard for something other than money, which is uh, probably your passion if you're dedicated to it. Otherwise, why would you stay? You know, and I think this is healthy for everybody to experience. Um, the volunteers we have talked to when we were in Southeast Asia interviewed them also. What what does it mean for you to work for something other than money? Say that uh, they wake up and they're very happy and very relaxed, and there's no stress. Um, and I was actually thinking about this this morning. Um, that uh, like, how is it is it that you can't have that in a normal job? And for sure, a lot of people do that. Myself also. Um, but it's because you have more boundaries, like you you have to go to work because you have to get paid and you have a responsibility and you also have a responsibility in volunteerism, but there it's, it's, it's more loose, like you don't get yelled at, you know what I mean? You don't have that fear of having to achieve and there's authority and all of these things. And I think sometimes if you m remove these things from your daily life, I think that you're much more at peace. And of course you have to work to get money, but then volunteerism can kind of help you if you do that every year or something that you can come back to that and you learn how to look at things differently so yeah we want people to have this opportunity uh, definitely before they choose uh, if you're d finished with your masters and you're on your way out to get a job that you'll probably be in for a long long time uh, do this before so then you will be very sh you can you can kind of reflect on is this what i want to do you know when i get back this job um, yeah, I think it creates clarity for people. Um, and what is the best part of being a volunteer? Because you mentioned that, you know, you work for passion and everything and then you don't get yelled at work in ordinary work and everything. Could you tell me what is the best thing of being a volunteer? Um, so that's so different from person to person. Uh, people are motivated by different things. Um, but the best thing I would say from research and for myself and just for logic uh, is probably that you uh, you are um, you are helping other people um, that you're using your time in a way where you're bettering the world and uh, and we and that's again we want to make sure that you actually when you have that heart and you want to do that help that you're also giving it to somebody who will use it for what they say they're going to use it for so you don't end up with just working uh, uh, hours or whatever, and then uh, the people that are receiving that work is using it for something other than you agreed on. Um, yeah, if that answered your question. <laughs> it did, okay, it really good. did, <laughs> yes, yes. No, because I've been working many jobs previously, and you know, I've been changing them a lot, a lot, a lot. And I've heard about the volunteer job, and I just wanted to know, like to yeah. know from the expert himself, you, Yeah. how is being a volunteer actually? Yes. Uh, and how did you come up with the business idea? Um, so I was uh, during my uh, internship for my marketing management degree, which we had together. 
Um, <laughs> I was in Cambodia. Um, I chose to uh, to have my internship at an NGO over a company because I thought that this is th- these are people who could uh, really use my help, um, which is nice. And uh, yeah, so then I was there, and then after a couple of months, I found out that they were not actually doing what they say they were gonna do. That they weren't very transparent, and they I I also saw straight up uh, animal cruelty uh, in in that organization. Uh, which was very shocking to me because I came there being really naive and thinking uh, NGO, okay, not for 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 profit. Then of course they're doing something good, uh, but then I found out that there is actually business in NGOs. Um, it's just kind of hidden, um, can be sometimes, you know. And uh, and I, it made me feel really stupid, and also. Um, like I had actually made uh, marketing for these people, uh, so I had gotten other people to buy their product, and, no, and then I knew it was a lie. Um, so that was very shitty. And then I uh, wrote a, a, pr- a project on it, you know, for the for the exam and everything, and I got a lot of response, and it went went very well. Re- went very well. And so then I was I was working with a recruitment company in Denmark called Find Job Abroad who we still work with. And so I told them that um, I told them that um, we should also recruit volunteers abroad, just like we recruit people for paid jobs. And and that's kind of how it started. Yeah, then we started on that and then we made it into a separate, like an organization instead of being a part of Find Job Abroad. But now we work very, very close together. Uh, the CEO of Find Job Abroad is my partner. So, so do you love animals? Uh, yeah. No, well, because in the beginning <laughs> you mentioned that you saw the animal cruelty yeah. and everything. Yeah. So you're an animal person. Um, I mean, I don't think I'm an animal person more than other people. Um, but definitely the fact that with this animal cruelty, it was a monkey being in a ca- in a like a cat box. I don't like you transfer cats with, and it was there because. Um, it was there because uh, it had uh, been found by some other uh, um, city, or it's not like a, a tribe nearby, and something was wrong with its arm, uh, so it, c- it wasn't able to keep up with its pack, and then um, and then it was uh, stuck in this cage, and they kept telling me to uh, that there was going to be a doctor coming out, a veterinarian. Uh, which they also wrote on their website that they had that on site, which they obviously didn't. And their excuse was that it was very hard to find one in that city, uh, which was also jung- jungle area, but they were going to get one from the capital. And that's very realistic, but uh, the doctor just never came. So, and uh, at the same time, so either you leave the monkey in the cage and then you don't humanize it, it because the, the purpose was for it to get back out into the jungle, you know, so you don't want to put a clothes on it and take care of it all the time you know you want to keep it as as an animal and not as a human but uh, but on the other side it was really painful to watch it being in that uh, cage um, and nobody was in charge of cleaning it and in Cambodia the culture is a bit like if the boss don't tell you to do something you don't do it so they hadn't even told anybody to take care of this monkey so I just ended up did, did, uh, doing it and then I did take it into my room and all of that, and that made me feel really guilty for humanizing it. Uh, and I think it was just uh, the aspect of it. You know, this thing is a, it's a living creature. 
and you could see it being upset and I could hear it getting sick from all the feces that it was running around in, in the cage. Um, so I think it's just uh, compassion. Yeah. I I totally felt your story. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> no, I totally felt your story and I totally... I would do the same mm. if I was in your position because, you know, it's kind of... It's, it's stupid to see animal suffering, but, you know, yeah. it's all about the profit of the bigger man. Yeah, I mean, this organization definitely just kept it for... Like, it's not like they are going to waste money on it if it doesn't bring anything to them. I think, that, you know, they, they didn't think that way. Uh, they were thinking that the tourists might like to see it, being able to pet it, stuff like this. I, I, cannot, say, like, I cannot say anything with certainty because I, I don't know 100%, but that's what it looked like. And I also explained to the management that... Uh, this is really bad marketing because Westerners do not want to see most Westerners, like the people that traveled in that area, were people pretty um, uh, interested in uh, obviously animal welfare. As it was an NGO that was with it was an elephant-based NGO, so people came there to see elephants and how they're treated and all of this. Uh, so that they got a lot of bad reviews on TripAdvisor from that uh, act. Uh, they didn't listen very much to what I had to say, uh, but I called the WWF and they came and picked them up. So, yeah, I didn't just leave it there. <laughs> it's it's great, Eva, to hear that there are people like you who are, you know, protecting animals and kind of getting the justice out there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But uh, could you tell me what's the biggest obstacle within your startup? Oh, yeah. Um biggest obstacle i mean it has been for a while uh, on how do we differentiate ourselves without relying on the organization because the organization is the one that validates uh, these ngos that we then later recruit volunteers to so if that organization didn't exist then we didn't have this validation uh, going on then we would have to implement that in the business and then it's not so strong because we still wanted to have being an in, in an NGO so that people know it's for the purpose, you know. Um, so then, then we're kind of relying completely on that, on this validation. And that's very fragile as w the organization uh, itself is very new. Uh, so, so yeah, we were finger f uh, figuring out uh, how w uh, we can strengthen ourselves uh, without completely this validation and 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 we're get, we're getting there now for example as i said before with uh, only re uh, posting jobs for green uh, startups or companies uh, and there's i'm sure there's many ways uh, where we can dive into this volunteerism you know some of our competitors they have they also know that uh, maybe they cannot solely survive on recruiting volunteers so then they make other travels like different backpacker travel, charter, uh, vacation, whatever, uh, which is uh, great. But we want to be uh, within the volunteerism at all times. So we'll just explore options in that area. Uh, maybe host events for volunteers in Denmark uh, to start with, who is from, it doesn't matter where you volunteer, but then you can have a network of volunteers. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, if you had a chance to start all over again, mm -hmm. what would you do different this time? Um, 
So we've been working a lot on this validation. Of course, it's not something you just do and you have uh, three marks and you say, okay, you cross off these three marks and then you validate it. It is really difficult to make this uh, process uh, as it seems to not really exist on a worldwide basis. Um, um, so, so we're creating a, an, an overall validation of NGOs and that's not easy. Uh, so if I had to start over, I would have surely started with that and researched that, where I started with... Um, um, I mean, I created a long business plan, which is also something I recommend for anybody to do, but I've changed it a lot now as, uh, as we found out exactly what it is that we're doing, you know. Uh, and also then I would have had the organization which is called NGO Pilot, it's nowhere you cannot find it on the internet, but uh, we have the domain, and uh, and that's kind of like Trustpilot for NGOs. Um, I would have worked on that before Volunteer Broad, because Volunteer Broad needs that to exist, and the NGO pilot doesn't need Volunteer Broad to exist. So, so it sounds like a puzzle that you're trying to it's connect yeah. together. It's and a huge, you know, huge puzzle, huge. and we have done it pretty difficult for ourselves. Um, so it's been a lot of work. Uh, but uh, I'm we have a team now of uh, five, six volunteers who uh, is really helping to put it together. And uh, yeah, it uh, it seems to work. We are going to execute some research on the volunteer segment now, uh, on Thursday probably, where we're going to hear volunteer stories on bad experiences in volunteering abroad or lack of transparency or do they even know that there is... And that there is NGOs that uh, does not fulfill their purpose, um, and that we're going to learn a lot from that, and then we can use that also to understand better, and also to make marketing, of course, um, and to promote this validation method, which we are finished with the version 1.0 now, actually. So, so yeah, it's coming together, but it is a slow process as it's we're also creating something that uh, totally doesn't seem to exist on exactly what we're doing yeah sounds like an interesting journey you're having there you know <laughs> yeah. one point <laughs> after another one trying to solve the puzzle and everything yeah okay <laughs> okay um uh, now you are like you know you are entrepreneur right and you are more like a mentor to other ones who are currently starting up the startup right what key activities would you recommend others to invest their time in to succeed the goals? Yeah, uh, I would definitely recommend them to uh, to invest in the team and to quickly find out if the team works or not. Um, I've seen in the incubator um, here in Lyngby uh, that some people, they're partners, you know, and then they quickly, they become partners. And then... Uh, and then they kind of, they're not very effective on how they communicate and problem solving. So they keep being very nice to each other or like uh, passive aggressive at, uh, and that's super inefficient. Uh, so you really need to focus on communication and what is it that you need in your company, like what tasks needs to be solved. And then you have that in bullet points uh, and then you know, okay, I need a person for this job so that, you, so that it's, it's, it makes sense to have more team members or this specific person and, and so on. And quickly find out also if people are not passionate about it, then let them go quickly instead of uh, trying to, to, to uh, talk them into something or whatever, making it hard. Really efficiency and the uh, same with, 
tasks just try and work it's very difficult in the beginning to understand how you're working efficiently uh, so i think this is something you should fo focus on on everything that you do coming from a person who <laughs> was very confused <laughs> but now now i've learned you know yeah, yeah. okay uh i guess yeah i've heard that team is a really important part of a startup and i call i also believe in the same thing yeah and while i was listening to you i thought about that in latvia in my country there yeah. is a saying that you cannot teach new tricks to the old dog yeah right yeah <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> true <laughs> the next one is um since you've been in the business of entrepreneurship and startups and everything this is more like you know you've been in this business for a while and then when you look back you had some tips that you kind of mm -hmm. would like to suggest we call it i wish i knew before tips okay could smart. you could you could you tell me what you would suggest others to kind of not fail in the same trap as um, you maybe yeah. you fell uh so I think I can say that from an individually perspective, other more than as a team, because I, I just kind of talked about that. But um, is to uh, if if you if you're passionate about the company and you really want your you want to do your best and you work hard on it, uh, and you have these ideas or whatever you, the way you want to do your work, if if it's not um, if it's not like uh, approved or complimented by the rest of your team members don't like of course you have to listen to each other so if, you, if your team member says like this is not a good idea okay evaluate it then but don't like um, don't be too hard on yourself like be, be sh if you're sure you're sure and then maybe you, d you have to do something else if you have I want to go this direction and your team member says no it, we are only focusing on money you know we don't want to do all of these ideas that has that's adding to a value of the company but if you're about the values, then don't waste your time. Then start your own stuff uh, or to figure out where else you want to be or something like that. Because otherwise, you know, if you compromise too much and you're in a startup because you want to decide a lot of things for yourself uh, and you end up compromising, then in the end, after some time, then it's kind of like having a nine to five job where you're not super passionate about it. And that's not the point of startups, you know. So then... Uh, be aware, like all the time, reflect on what's happening. That's that's uh, that's I think that's what I want to say. Yeah. So there should be passion behind the you startup. You have to remember the passion. Yeah. Uh, even though if you're sometime like months down the line, and if you feel like you're compromising too much, then in the end, then you're not following the passion. And uh, and then again, as a team, follow the vision all the time uh, because the vision is also what made you want to work for the startup or start the startup. Uh, the passion behind it and if, if it changes in another direction then you're doing something that you didn't decide to do you know you're doing something completely different uh, so so to just reflect on it like be, f be philosophical about what's happening you know okay yeah that's why i also started a podcast because you know not not because i like to talk a lot <laughs> but you know i like to kind of hear the opinions and yeah, kind of back, back the stage you know scenes yeah. and everything of the startup and i'm also passionate about startups yeah because previously as i mentioned in previous episode i've been in couple startups before which failed yeah and you know it's kind of startups really takes up your time 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Completely oh. such a risky way to live. Like so much time, no money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and this is more for you, Eva, you know, and for uh, volunteer abroad. Uh, where and how people can find you or your services in uh, this case? Yeah, um, so we, we do have a website. Uh, we haven't actually promoted it that much uh, because we haven't been able to recruit volunteers just yet because we, we need, as I said, valid to validate the organizations before we recruit volunteers to them. So that means that we do, uh, we had to go to Southeast Asia uh, literally and um, and then uh, val validate the organizations um, there. And I forgot your question right now. Where and how can people find you? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we have a website, but um, and then Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so if you type in volunteer abroad uh, DK, uh, then you will find us on those platform. And if it's on the website volunteer abroad dot um, uh, EU. Yeah, and then yeah, soon we're having a new website, so then a lot of people will see us. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we, I guess we all are looking forward for that. Yes. You know, <laughs> new websites, a new start. Yeah. Um, I thank you, Eva, for this lovely conversation. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, And I really kind of got a lot from volunteering and all that kind of stuff. And maybe, hopefully, I'll travel more. Yes, you can just come to us and then I will make you go some great place. To volunteer. Yes, to volunteer. Cool. And uh, or, I hope yeah. that also you enjoyed talking to me. Yes, very much. It, uh, it's a very in interesting topic. Thank course. you. Thank you. And uh, I also hope that the listeners enjoyed our talk. And uh, yeah. I will definitely take your links and post it so people can find you and follow you and, you know, find out more what you do yeah. or what does the startup that you are working right. for is doing. And uh, I hope to have you again yeah. on a podcast. Sure. Thank uh, you very much. You. Okay, thank you. Jump!